welcome to another Friday Facebook session. You'll also, some people will be listening to this on our podcast, GTFO. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, blogging and the use of blogging in content marketing. You'll notice that it's me, Dally, from Grow Traffic that's um, presenting today and kind of hosting this. That's because Rachel's not feeling very well. But thankfully, I've got Talisa <laughs> here from uh, 10X Marketing who stepped into the breach. And um, Talisa, do you want to just give a bit of an update about who you are and, and what you do and what your background is and business? Yeah, course. Yeah, course. But thank you very much. Anyway, the call this morning was obviously a bit of a, a surprise, but I love a last minute request. So uh, let's just go for it. But yeah, so from myself, um, yeah, so I run a content marketing agency called 10X Marketing Consultancy. And that actually started in December 2019. Um, whilst I was actually in a previous marketing manager role for a big kind of global maritime company I was working for at the time. I was there four years, uh, started to do a little bit, you know, along the side, because, you know, one of my biggest goals has always been be to work for myself. Um, lockdown hit, I had a massive reality check. And on Easter weekend in April 2020, I handed in my notice and two weeks later, I flew the nest. And here I was sitting on my own with 10X Marketing at the forefront of, uh, of everything. So people thought I was absolutely mental, obviously, start of a pandemic. <laughs> and then I decided to leave, you know, a secure role, the marketing manager's role and go for it for myself. But do you know what? Everything's worked out. Um, everything happens for a reason as well. And I'm happy that I've kind of made it now to the 18 month stage really. Um, doing it. So yeah, but got a team behind me now, got a few you know, different global clients as well. Because uh, actually my actual degree is in international business. So global marketing is quite a big you know, interest of mine, you could say. So yeah, so it's going well so far. So I'm excited Great. see what else and is you, And you call it 10X marketing. You're, yeah. Obviously, as a marketer, I'm dead excited about that. But you yeah, know, you think about the kind of business owners that that maybe are watching this or listening to this. Uh, do you yeah. want to explain what what the 10x marketing is all about? Yeah, there's a couple of different aspects actually for the 10x and why it came about. Originally, I loved the name because when I was in my last role, whenever we did something as a marketing department, my CEO used to always ask the question, "How can you 10x it?" So how can you 10x it in terms of how can you make it better? How can you repurpose it 10 times? How can we leverage it 10 times? And it was just always that kind of um, kind of phrase that was in the forefront of my mind. But when I did actually start the business originally, I also had 10 areas of marketing, which I did touch. I have restricted it back to five. But ultimately, I'm trying to say to people, you know, we'll help you 10x your marketing activity, you know, leverage it 10 times, repurpose it 10 times, and fingers crossed, get you 10 times the amount of leads coming into your pipeline. So there's lots of different angles you can go from. Uh, but like you said earlier to me, it's a great conversation starter, you know, for the Yeah, name. it really is. I remember um, when people started to talk about the the 10x com concept, it was probably about 10 years ago, was it something, something yeah, like there that? There is a book called The 10x Rule. Yeah. Um, if people have read that, they'll obviously think, oh, it's, you know, to do with that side as well. And it is just, it's just that having that mentality. And I think as an entrepreneur, you do have that anyway of how can I 10x this further and better yeah. as well. So, so from, from the kind of SEO, and we'll be talking about content, um, uh, shortly, but from the kind of SEO side of it, one of the, one of the kind of the 10x rule is always look at what else is out there yeah. and then try and think about how you can do it 10 times better. So better. it kind of really resonated with me when when I yeah. when I heard that yeah I think it's really good uh, so today we're going to talk about about blogging we're going to mm -hmm. talk about blogging from a content marketing perspective um I think a lot of what both 
ourselves and, and you I think we you know a lot of it is, is orientated towards content marketing and blogging is a, a central part of that yeah. um, we do it from an SEO perspective so we mm -hmm. primarily are thinking about content marketing for as an as an inbound channel so we yeah. create content that, that, that directs people into our clients websites um, mm -hmm. I think you know quite it's very easy for for us as an agency um, and for marketers, marketing managers, business owners as well, to think about content marketing in terms of blogs. Um, how would you say you should use blogging for content marketing? Yeah, of course. So in terms of a blog for me, ultimately it's to kind of inform and educate your audience. So, you know, first off, you've got to figure out who that audience is, who you're speaking to. You've got to find out the pain points. You've got to find out what questions they're asking. If you can try and answer their questions through, you know, the results of you posting a blog, um, that's ultimately, you know, going to work wonders first for SEO, like you've just mentioned, but it's also taking that um, that buyer through the journey that you're wanting to push them through to ultimately be to become, you know, a customer of yours. Um, there's great, you know, platforms out there like Ask the Public, you know, where you can easily see kind of what questions your audience are asking and you can easily just pick them out from, you know, an SEO perspective and create a blog for it. Now, at 10X Marketing, we kind of have two buckets of content within a strategy so i class it as the pillar pieces of content which in my eyes is your longer form piece of content such as a blog or a lead magnet you know a pdf guide something like that or like a long-term like webinar or something and then i class it as like the micro pieces of content which is you know your more smaller pieces so social media infographics and you know the smaller aspects so Ultimately, what I say to people, your blog's an amazing starting point from any kind of piece of content strategy that you're working from. It's your bigger piece that you can then start to break down and mold further through your other channels. Um, ultimately, it's you know your main part of your website that's going to be updated the most frequently as well, which is what we all want from like an SEO perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and you're just trying to set, you're always wanting to try and send traffic to your website. And if a blog's you know going to do that and it's going to you know answer questions, educate and inform your audience, then it's a perfect place to begin. It also as well, finally, it you know positions you as a thought leader in your industry. You can really start to show your expertise, your knowledge, um, and yeah, you know show show yourself a little bit different to what you maybe your competitors are talking about as well. Yeah, I think I think what you said there as well about um, kind of educating and inform your audience is is really important and yeah. and and quite often business owners um, who haven't really done a lot of blogging haven't really uh, thought about how they're going to use blogging. They'll quite mm -hmm. often um, they will, will struggle because they don't know quite what blogging is for. You know, they they think about it in the terms of a news section maybe. Yeah, where yeah. They just publish. Um, what's the word they'll they'll just publish and promote kind of bits of content that's specifically about their business and don't necessarily engage with the with the customer do you, do you get when you speak to and i know you said that you've got a lot of customers that are kind of international so mm. i would guess from that that, that you would probably be dealing with marketing managers who might have a bit of yeah marketing managers or business owners really um okay. it just depends but yeah for them a lot of my clients actually do run with um, blogging. I'd say my biggest area of business is social media, but ultimately blogging is then great for social media and they kind of work hand in hand. Um, so I'd always suggest to people, you know, how important blogs are. Like I can remember in my last company when I was a marketing manager and, you know, 
when you're in a big a big company in a big marketing department you know you're always looking at roi in terms of what leads coming through and i'll be the first one to put my hand up and say you know blogging is sometimes really hard to track you know in terms of a lead coming through because you just you can track you know your website analytics but in terms of a lead actively coming through yeah it probably is not going to be top of your you know your list of you know what's going to work the best but it's more of a long-term game i always think it's you know a long-term gain um, and my CEO always used to say to me, like, well, what's the point in blogging? It doesn't, what's it do? And I think s still people have that mentality. They don't realize, you know, the impact that it has, one on your website, one on your Google. And, you know, it ultimately feeds into all your other content channels as well. Absolutely. I mean, we, the, way, the way that we uh, use blogging is um, a kind of cumulative, it, it gives a cumulative traffic growth kind of mm -hmm. strategy, tactic. Um, it also helps the SEO, but, yeah. but mainly we're, we're just casting that net quite wide, soaking in loads of relevant traffic. Um, yeah. And we're going to go on to kind of talk about the, the buyer journey um, in in a second. Um, and I think it's, it's it's kind of, we're leading on to that now. So how, how do you think that, that blogging um, and content marketing more generally should be aligned to, to the buyer journey? Uh, it has to be like I think it's one of the, the the key pieces. I mean, you know, your first point of call is obviously understanding your target audience. You know what the problems are, how you can you know solve the problems. Really digging deep on that. Actually, I think it's such an important piece of work that every person should do in every business. But then it's understanding. Okay, so there's the awareness stage. You know, that's great for blogging. You're trying to put your brand out there. Your thought leadership pieces. How you can educate people and answering people's problems as well. Then you've kind of got your consideration stage, which is, you know, you can start to bring a little bit of social proof in and maybe why you're different. And then you've got your decision stage and that's where you're trying to obviously get people to make an action. But the kind of, there's a three-step process that I use in all our content marketing, which is um, know, like, and trust. So, you know, the no stage is similar again to awareness. So you've got to bring that through in terms of the buyer's journey. You've got to make sure, make sure you're the one that appear on Google searches if people are searching for things, you know, locally um liking you so i think that's the type where you're starting to bring out that personality side really showcasing what you're all about as a business and then the trust inside is you know that's where you, again you're bringing some social proof into there so people actually think oh actually yeah what they're saying i like what they're saying i trust what they're saying maybe they are the person that i need to go for so yeah the buyer's journey is so important and I'd never ever forget either that obviously when someone becomes a client like you can't forget about them stop always trying to get people more into your funnel actually try and get people to stay with you as well that retainment there do you know what that's that's a really good point actually and quite often when we think about the buyer journey and we we, we talk about the cycle um yeah. we quite often focus on the kind of initial bit the awareness the consideration the decision and we mm. then don't go on and think about loyalty and, mm -hmm. and and then um what's the what's the next one um where where you actually get them to go out and and they become yeah, yeah, ambassadors yeah. for your brand, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and so but I think it's very easy to uh, get really fixated on the um, the performance element of it rather than the kind of whole branded process that a customer potential customer who goes to a customer or lapsed customer it all has to play together. Mm -hmm. um, from my perspective, you know, I think. Oh, you're, you're dead right what you said about the um, about understanding your potential customer. It's something that lots of people don't do properly. They don't think about it. They don't put enough time into it. And yeah. you can tell this in the content that they create often because they 
they often primarily create awareness based content um, because they've they've not thought far mm. far enough down the funnel. Um, and they often write the same pieces of content or they create the same videos and the same infographics are created just in slightly different ways because yeah. they are so focused on that that sell on the sale um, mm. and actually understanding the process and the journey that a buyer needs to go down in order to really inform the sale and make the sale happen from a so this is this is something that I always advise our clients yeah. I always suggest that they start with consideration phase content mm -hmm. and I always say get your consideration phase content done because that tends to be the bit of the buyer journey the the bit of the kind of content side of the buyer journey that your competitors don't do very well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you think about well, that 100% I think the rarity angle of copywriting is so important. Um, I actually have like a, a copywriting kind of matrix and rarity in there is, you know, one of the most important It's at the middle stage, but that's how you can really set your value proposition forward and how you can show to someone why they should come to you and not to a competitor. And if you can do that from the art of blogging and, you know, in a long form piece, that's, you know, going to work wonders really. Uh, absolutely. And when you talk about decision phase content, Mm. And this is just thinking about for, for kind of some of the business owners that might be looking at this who might be not, not quite as a fay with um, marketing terminology as we are. So we're talking about awareness is the top of the funnel, top of the buyer yeah. journey, where a um, where a customer starts to realize, recognize that they've got a problem and they're yeah. starting to look for how it's fixed. Do you want to just give some more information about the how we, we talk about the funnel? Yeah, yeah, of course. So obviously awareness stage is, like you've just said, it's bringing people into that funnel. It's you start to speak to people that's ultimately, you know, got a problem, wanting to find a fix for it. Consideration stage is then you know, starting to maybe offer that added piece of content in there. So you might start to bring some personality in. I think video is an awesome kind of piece of content for that consideration stage because you can really start to put yourself out there. Uh, but just that final decision phase, I think you've always got to have some form of action that someone's going to take. So for me, the best point for that is lead magnets because you definitely get in their details. <laughs> Ultimately, that's what we want. We want in them to actually pass over their details to us. So lead magnets is very important. But what is even more important from a lead magnet point of view is don't let someone just download something from your website and then never speak to them and get some salesperson to call them up in three days' time. Like that's just not going to work. So what you actually need to do is try and, you know, nurture them through a lead nurturing piece of, you know, it might be six to 10 emails that goes across a four week period where you're going to try and speak to every kind of objection or pain point that that person's going to have in their mind. If you can start to answer that before someone actually reaches out to actually call them or, you know, personally speak to them. Hopefully you've kind of got them at that decision phase near enough over the line. So, you know, you, you, you prepped more. You're not going in blind. Absolutely. So, so just to just have a bit of a recap on what we, we've talked about. Our first kind of question was, how should you use blogging as part of your content marketing? And we're talking about creating content that educates and informs your potential customer or even your customers that, that exist at the moment. Our second kind of topic here was looking at how we should align the content marketing to the buyer journey. And we've talked about various different ways that you can do that, how you can uh, create content at the different phases of the buyer journey in terms of 
getting them when they're just becoming aware that they've got to make a decision or they've got a problem, right the way down to helping them to learn how to think about the different types of solutions that are out there and also actually deciding. And, and then yeah. we've, we've talked about um, kind of email marketing that can be used to follow that, that uses various triggers, I expect, and, and there's yeah. a lot of different ways that you can use automation here. I think we're kind of leading on to our, our third question, which is how should blogging be used in conjunction with other parts of content marketing? Yeah. So kind of going back to what I first said in that first question of pillar and micro piece of content, I would class blogs as, you know, a pillar piece, especially because I don't know what your thoughts are on this. And I know different people have different opinions, but some blogs now, like 2000 words, you know, to hit that optimum SEO, that, that's, that's a lot. It takes a while. Uh, it's not a short piece of content anymore for some people, if that's the strategy they're going down. So Ultimately, with that, um, you've kind of, with a blog, you can repurpose it in a hundred different ways. Repurposing to me is critical. I think if you're going to, you know, focus on one piece of, you know, a key message in a blog, you need to try and transfer that across all your different channels then. So it depends what people have got, you know, what they're working on. Uh, but from a blog, you can break it down into repurposing pieces. So you can break it down into, you know, five social media posts you can break it down into short little videos you can break it down into infographics but as well as breaking it down you can also build it up and i say like a lead magnet if you've got five blogs on a certain topic build them together whack it into a lead magnet to make it something a bit more of a you know have a bit more weight so someone actually does want to download it yeah, um absolutely. you need to make sure that kind of keyword strategy that you've put into your blogs as well transfers you know throughout all the different channels um, again, that's really important. Uh, but yeah, repurposing it. And one of my biggest pet peeves with anyone that does blogs is they'll post it once on LinkedIn or whatever, expect every person in the world to see it. And then that's it. It's done. They've spent half a day. They've posted it out and they think, yeah, like I've got it. Everyone's going to come and look at that now where it's not. Unfortunately, you've just got to keep pushing it. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep repurposing it into different angles. Some people might prefer to watch a blog, but some people might, you know, actually prefer to watch a video. So you've got to like tailor it to the audience. Again, going back to what they actually, you know, your target audience is, making sure you actually, you know, getting in front of them in the right possible way. Yeah, no, completely agree. And we, so hopefully this, um, this, this Facebook Live that we're doing now, which will later be used as a podcast, is a yeah. good example of this because before the Facebook Live goes out on the Friday, we also produce a blog on the Monday that supports mm. it. And then we follow it up with a blog that's almost a transcription of the Facebook Live, the, the podcast that will be going out. And then we use it again as a in the podcast, in the GTFO. And, and so we're using it in multiple different ways and it means that we can get it out to a different audience. We will promote it in different ways, um, put it out on different channels. And so we're really trying to get the most out of each piece of content that we create. Um, yeah. and, and, and like you say, so we've, we've essentially covered one topic in multiple different yeah. ways. So we're creating a little, little silo on the site yeah. on a, on more broadly in our, um, in our social presence altogether. And, and I think that's a, that's a great way of of um, covering all your bases, really. And yeah, and sure there. there's definitely the repurposing aspect. But like I mentioned, in terms of how I come up with the 10x name, there's also the leveraging aspect. So you can still keep that as a blog post. But where else are you putting it? Where else are you promoting it? If that makes sense. 
even down to, you know, add, creating a signature graphic for every email that goes out on the week that that blog's, you know, promoted, try and get people to click through. You know, you could transform it a little bit, change it up, you know, from an SEO perspective, put it as a LinkedIn article. Like there's so much you can still do with it without transferring it into a different piece of media, but you can yeah. leverage it far and wide as well. I think you're right. And do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this myself, yeah. that uh, I'm guilty of creating content, putting it out there, um, and then promoting it a bit and then then abandoning it. Um, mm. Past In my past life, I'd have created like a, a content audit um, with a definition of what that piece of content was, what its purpose was, what the objectives were, yeah. um, and then have a schedule that everything, you know, would tell me when that piece of content should go out. Yeah. Um, and I think we are guilty sometimes at Grow Traffic as well in terms of what we do for ourselves of creating a lot of content. We create three blogs a week, for example. We create at least one, um, you know, piece of, of live content or social podcast content like this. Um, and, and again, once it's done, maybe it's done. And, and we should probably get back to that, that thought process of going back to things, promoting it again. I love the idea of putting things in your email signature. At the moment, we just point people to our blog. But yeah, of course, why, why don't we point them to this? Why don't we point them to the podcast? Yeah, I knew it. And it's it's hard to do. It is hard to do. And I felt guilty of it. You know, when I've been in a marketing manager position, it's so hard because you're constantly then now thinking of the next thing that's going to come up. Um, but actually, um, I did create a lead magnet tool at 10x, which is called a repurposing and leveraging matrix. And it's literally an Excel document which shows you every possible way you can repurpose all different content types and then how many times, you know, all the different ways you can leverage it as well. So if anyone wants to download that, that is available on the website, but it is, is a good Is that freely available to download on your website? Yeah. Yes. Can you uh, share that in the comments after the Yeah, after of course. The yeah, because it is good. That sounds really useful. I, I'd, I'd like to have a look at that myself, to be honest. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so so just to recap on that, then we're we're talking. Um, we're gonna we're gonna everything that we're gonna do. We're gonna repurpose it into multiple different ways. Put it on all the different platforms that we can get it out on. We're gonna mm -hmm. continuously promote that that topic, that content where we can. And it's something that yeah. you're right. Lots of people, especially marketers, are guilty. Yeah, we to go on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and velocity is important in marketing, but you can you can have, to, you know, you can do too much all at once as well. Um, I think the, the, the next thing that we're going to look at is, is what should um, business owners be doing as well as blogging? Now, we've covered quite a lot of things that they should be doing. Um, but is there, are there other things that are kind of outside that content marketing sphere that, that a business owner should be doing? There's two, there's two main things for me, I think, alongside, you know, a content marketing strategies. First one, networking. Like, I could not even tell you how I've grown my business, you know, without networking. Like, it's helped dramatically in this last year, even if it's been online on Zoom, you know, constantly. Um, I mean, we've met each other on networking. We yeah, met we each other on networking. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So, again, that's so good, you know, and such a vital piece. Now, I'm not going to lie, when I first started out, I was guilty of going to every networking event under the sun. And you think, oh, my God, everyone wants a one-to-one -one with me. Everyone wants my attention. I've actually got no other time to do anything else. Um, so then I did decide, you know, to join the one big networking group, which has worked wonders for me in the last, you know, year. But networking. BNI, isn't it? it is BNI, yeah. Yeah, we can say it. 
<laughs> it works wonders. Um, so yeah, I know there's a lot of people being at you that you either love it or you hate it. Uh, for me, it's worked amazing over the last year. Yeah. Um, so networking for one, um, and I think the second one's collaboration. So collaborating with other people, you know, within kind of your power area, um, or just generally other businesses in, you know, could be in different industries. But I think collaboration is so important to try and, you know, grow your business out there as well. I guess that is a bit more for like, you know, B2B service kind of businesses, uh, maybe not so much product wise. But yeah, for me, those two have been, you know, vital for helping me grow and get more. I think it's really important. I think, I think, you know, networking is, oh. is the backbone to, to grow traffic success. You know, we, we've, we all network. Rachel's been at, I think our, our kind of longest standing networking group, we've been there for about six years now. Wow, yeah. Maybe more. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the, well, I say, it's the foundation for how we get referrals, how mm -hmm. people hear about us. It, it's, it's opened a lot of great doors for us over the years. So it, it's really important and collaborating, absolutely. I, I have worked in businesses where they've talked about every other company as their competitor. I, I think it's, yeah. even if you, if, if you find any company, like, like you, and, you, and, you and us, we, we, we do a, a similar thing. You know, we, we've got similar things going on. We, you know, we, we all produce content, but we have a slightly different focus. We think about things in slightly different ways. Our processes are different. Um, there's room in the market for everyone. And yeah. you tend to find that everyone can, share things around you know we we work with a lot of um we can build websites ourselves and we do build websites but we tend to work with a lot of um web developers um yeah, web designers. yeah and you know you can just marketing so bloody broad it is it's so broad it and unfortunately you can't be an expert in every area i know you'd love to be but you can't so i think you've kind of got to find you know your niche but you can still offer additional services out but then it's about finding those you know people those other experts that can come in and support you on those projects um because ultimately there's a lot of marketing that has to connect together you know like the seo you've got yeah. to have the website you've got to have this so it's got to connect um but you've sometimes just got to hold your hand up and say, maybe I'm not the best person to do this. Maybe let's get an expert in to come in. So I work with like an SEO expert. You know, I've got same for web designers, um, graphic designers, you know, yep. they all come in as like a freelance, you know, support. And it works well. It works well. Yeah. But yeah. well, we, I mean, Grow Traffic, Grow Traffic ran in exactly the same way for, I suppose, the, the majority of its life, really, in, in terms of the, the, the early stage of Grow Traffic, we had a bank of freelancers that we relied on. We still do have um, contractors and freelancers that yeah. we work with all the time. Um, and, but we got to a point where we we had to bring, you yeah, know, but, resource yeah. in-house. We needed to do that mm. in order to scale and grow the business. Yeah. Um, and I think when we, we, I always talk about our second founding. So I set the business up in kind of 2009, but our second founding happened when we created the limited company about mm -hmm. four years ago um, and since then the value of kind of employing people has really been brought home but yeah. you can't do everything you know the, the whole team won't have every skill that you're ever going to need and yeah. you're always going to need other people to come in and help Absolutely. you out it's the nature of it yeah definitely also i think the the other thing to say on this topic as well is that it's very easy because blogging is something that 
all of us can do in some capacity. We can all kind of sit down and write a blog, even if we absolutely hate it. And even if our grammar isn't brilliant and, and spelling yeah. isn't great or whatever. Um, and it's very easy to think to yourself that you are doing enough, that you're marketing your business through blogging and, you know, you're sending it out on your social media, you're getting out via your emails um, and it's, it's dragging content in. But you, you need to step back from it sometimes and say, what else do we need to be doing you know yeah. great we're networking and all the rest of it we're getting referrals that's brilliant how many referrals will it ever bring in do yeah. we need to do lead generation over the phone do we need to do adwords or you know spend on on paid social or all these other things need to be considered as well so don't yeah. just get fixated on blogging no. as being the solution to what you're going to do and you've got to do a lot you've got to test a lot of marketing to find out what works unfortunately that is just the nature of the world yeah. of marketing um so yeah you've got to do that and one of my biggest words in in life and in business is consistency so there's so many people that come to me and say i've got all these five social media channels i've got this website i've got this blog i've got this video like i'm posting this on this day and this on that then i miss two weeks because i forget or i've just get too busy and I just say to people, look, I would rather you choose one or two things that you are consistent on than try and get, get across it all because it's just not going to work. Like consistency, you know, is going to bring you the results forward, unfortunately, and it, it, it's got to be. So I'm always stick with that. <laughs> and, and something that I've always, always been, I've always been uh, realized and recognized in marketing is that um, you can't do everything all at no. once. And you, you might have a great marketing plan um and you know if you're if you're fresh in a business you you want to do everything you want to do a bit of everything but i always say start with one thing yeah be consistent make sure you form those habits that and, it, and process i say habits hannah our commercial director would probably say processes that yeah. enable you to 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 keep doing those things and once you're good at it then move on to the next thing not just move on but add that next thing into what you're doing as, as mm. part of your whole process i've just noticed that time's marching on because um, you and i can obviously talk <laughs> <laughs> so um just just in terms of what, what what would you say the best tools are um for content marketing yeah so i'll take you through a few of my favorites so if we're starting at the before stage uh my you know, you've got to have a content plan. My favorite kind of platform to do that on is Trello. I use Trello for everything. I mean, if you saw my Trello board, you'd be like, what the bloody hell? Like, that looks absolutely mental. But it keeps me organized. So Trello is definitely an awesome tool for planning because you can get it anywhere. Um, second is going back to the buyer's journey is having some form of CRM system in place. I think that's so important. People miss it. Um, HubSpot, they've got a free one. Absolutely awesome. You know, highly recommend it to use for that. Um, and then actually kind of creating content. Canva is the world of, you know, creating the best, you know, social media graphics, lead magnets, <laughs> anything. Like you do not need a graphic designer if you've got that. Uh, so that's an awesome tool. Um, scheduling platforms as well, social media wise. Um, personal one that I like is Social Bee because I can create content categories in there. Uh, there's loads on the market. I'm sure, you know, you'll be able to find one that works for you. Um, email systems, so email marketing ones, MailerLite or Active Campaign are my two top ones. Um, MailerLite's great for new businesses because it's it's free, near enough, up to a thousand contacts. Um, so they are, yeah, they're the main ones really in terms of Those you know are the some, some really brilliant tips in there. So oh, there's another really one, one final one actually. If you do a lot of video content, Zubtitle 
is fantastic for about £11 a month subtitle. It takes your video, creates all your subtitles for you, it creates all your branding, and you can reshape it into any kind of format wow. for whatever platform you need. So that's a good one as well. <laughs> that's a new one on me as well. So subtitle, yeah. that's brilliant. Do you know yeah. what, though? Just, just what, what you said before about Canva um, and how that's kind of changed the world of marketing, as I mm. see it. Um, because I, 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 I've worked in marketing for what kind of, I don't know, 18, 19 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and up until about um, probably four years ago, when did Canva come out? But anyway, it was four years, probably a yeah. handful of years ago when we started using it in anger. I had never picked, I'd never used a design platform or piece of software. You know, I'd always had a designer that I would work with mm -hmm. to, to produce everything yeah. for me. And suddenly, just this simple piece of software that's online um it can be used anywhere i've even got the app you can do yeah tell you something where the creator day is going to be they're going to be rolling aren't they because honestly it's been a godsend <laughs> yeah without doubt and i think it's changed the world of um marketing and branding in the way that, that people are actually able to portray themselves in a much more professional way you know i was like i say four or five years ago I was still cutting things out in paint. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> <MS Paint. Wow. laughs> yeah. So yeah. So my my tools don't use paint. Don't use MS Paint. That's probably a good place to start. Do use Canva. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that you're absolutely right in terms of Trello. Great idea. Use Pinterest boards uh, yeah. for things like uh, mood boards for ideas for different campaign activity, different pieces of content. That's a good one. Um, tap into your CRM, tap into your, uh, we use Asana for our um, uh, kind of task management, which is, yeah. is, is great when you think about the, when you need to do content marketing and you start to develop more and more content and you need to be scheduling that content and getting it out there mm -hmm. more. You've got to use tools. You can't just sit there and produce this content, and otherwise you'll just end up not doing anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to, I'm just going to recap really quick. Recap. So, how should you use blogging for your um, content marketing? You're going to use it to educate and inform your customers. How should you align your content marketing with your buyer journey? Are you going to align it with the awareness phase? You're going to look at consideration phase. You're going to look at decision phase and think about things like loyalty and advocacy yeah. later as well. Uh, in terms of lead magnets, you want to be producing lead magnets at the right stage of your buyer journey in order to actually get somebody's email address, which people forget to do. Just create content for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, and how should blogging support the other pieces of content marketing that you do? We should be repurposing all the content that you're creating, pushing it out on multiple different channels. So you're really developing a deep kind of rich silo around different topics. Uh, what should you be doing in terms of other things you need to be doing outside of blogging, outside of content marketing? Well, you need to think about networking, you need to think about collaborating with other businesses and also exploring all those other types of marketing that are you know, outside the kind of uh, content sphere. And what are the best tools? Well, we've just had a whole range of tools talked about there. There are loads yeah. more, uh, but the key thing is do use tools because yeah. otherwise you'll be overwhelmed and you won't do it properly. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, is, is there anything else that you'd like to 
to point out? Anything else that you'd like to say? Anything that you, any thoughts you've got? No, I think that's it. I just think, you know, blogging is, you know, it's a great tool for any kind of content marketing strategy. So don't miss it out. Uh, but also don't forget to put some kind of action in there. Get 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 your lead magnets promoted in there. Get other pages on your website promoted in there. You know, all those internal links, back links, everything. You just got to spend some time on it. Um, and yeah, then repurpose it and leverage it as far as possible. 10 exit. 10 exit. We'll leave it at that. You've got a 10x for content marketing. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Toysa. Thank you for uh, coming and stepping in at the last minute. Yes. Really appreciate it. And thanks everyone who's watched or is listening to this right now. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Speak soon. Thanks.